Section 5B of the Family Kitchen Gardener. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nani Blyleven. The Family Kitchen Gardener by Robert Boist. Section 5B. Celery. Apium graviolens. Celery. French. Celery. German. The celery is a native of Britain, and it is found in marshy ground, ditches, and such situations. In its wild state, it has a rank, coarse taste. The effect of cultivation is remarkably displayed in producing the sweet, crisp, mild stalk of celery, generally very palatable to all, from a wild, detestable, and apparently worthless weed. This vegetable is yearly gaining repute, and is cultivated to a great extent, though in our market far from being in perfection. Use. The leaf stalks, when blanched, are used raw as a salad. They are also stewed and used for seasoning soups. An agreeable conserve can be made from the stalks when perfectly blanched. There are several sorts in cultivation, but they may be set aside to give place to the two following. White solid which is most generally preferred on account of the color and is considered by some as the most crisp and red solid which differs from the former only in color though it withstands the frost better than the white showing at least that there is some constitutional difference manchester red is another name for this variety there are also sorts sold as giant red and giant white seymour's red and seymour's white all corresponding with the varieties known as the red and white solid celery. There is another variety known as the lion paw celery, pure white, but in our opinion inferior to the white solid. As for giant sorts, they are attained purely by culture and astonishingly so too. Seed from the same plant in the hands of some growers will produce stalks four feet long, blanched to a silvery whiteness with others a meager stalk of a few inches high with its base of a dirty rusty greenish white which of course will be pronounced an inferior sort and the blame attached to the seed culture to procure early celery the seed should be sown on a gentle hot bed from the first to the middle of march collect a load or two of warm horse manure put it in a form eighteen inches thick to be covered with a frame and a glass sash when the violent heat has subsided, cover it with six inches of light soil, whereon sow your seed. Press it down and rake it lightly, giving a gentle watering. Put on the glass, shade from severe sun, give it a little air from eleven o'clock to two o'clock, and as soon as the plants are up, air freely. Then them out to half an inch apart. When they are three inches high, plant them out into a well-prepared bed of rich, light soil, which will be from the first to the middle of April. Cover at night with mats or boards to protect from cold or frost. By the first of June, they will be sufficiently strong to plant out in trenches for blanching. However, where extreme earliness is not an object, sow the seed about the first of April on a rich, dry, warm border. When up, then them out. About the middle of May, transplant them, three or four inches apart, into another piece of ground, to stalk and harden, till they are finally planted into rows for permanent culture. The regular way to select a level and rich piece of ground, dig a trench a foot wide, 
ten inches deep and three feet from each other, if convenient from north to south, though any other aspect will do. Let the earth be regularly thrown out on each side of the trench and sloped off. Five or six inches of well decomposed manure should then be worked with worked a full half spade deep into the bottom of each trench. The plants which were transplanted into the beds or frames should be carefully lifted and prepared for planting, which is done by cutting off the extremity of the roots, shortening their tops or leaves, but not so low as to injure the young center leaves, and divesting the neck of the plant from suckers. This done, they may be planted into the trenches at a distance of four to five inches apart, after which give the hole a good soaking of water and shade from the sun for a few days. Their after-culture is to stir the soil frequently with a small hoe and giving a copious supply of water in continued dry weather. About the middle of August or 1st of September, tie the leaves together or hold them tight with one hand while with the other the earth is carefully drawn up around the stems, but not so high as to allow the earth to get into the center of the plant which causes it to rot or rust. The soil for this purpose has to be broken and well pulverized with a spade. If the weather be dry and hot, celery should not be earthed up so early. In such case, a row for early use may be blanched by placing a board on each side and throwing the earth along the bottom edge of the board to prevent the air from getting under. By this means, it can be very well blanched and ready for the table by the middle of September. I am aware that writers on the subject say, earth it up every few days as it continues to grow, but with such a practice in warm weather it will not grow long, but rot off and decay. About the first of October, earthing up may proceed without injury, but let it be done firmly and evenly and in a sloping direction from the base to nearly the top of the leaves. At that state it will remain sound for a long time. If continued frost be apprehended, dry litter should be spread over the plants and a quantity lifted and laid in a bed of sand or earth in the vegetable cellar, in which it will keep fresh for several weeks. When planting, it is a very convenient method to mix both red and white together. You will thus obtain both sorts in use from the opening of one trench. Large fields of celery can be pretty successfully cultivated with the plow for supplying the market. It is a crop that generally makes a good return to the grower. Celeriac, or turnip-rooted celery, is occasionally cultivated for its seasoning qualities and when boiled is used at the table. Culture, same as cabbage. When the roots have acquired a tolerable size, draw the earth to each side of the row, three or four inches high, which will render them white and tender, particularly so in moist weather, the whole of this family being partial to moisture. In from four to six weeks after being earthed up, they will be in good order for use. Chervil Sedendix cerifolium Cerfule, French Garten Kerbel, German Is a warm, mild, and aromatic plant, a native of Europe and in olden times of great repute. After being boiled, it was eaten with oil and vinegar and considered a panacea for courage comfort to the heart and strength to the body. It is much cultivated by the French and Dutch who use the tender leaves in soups and salads as frequently as we use parsley and is considered by many to be milder and more agreeable ingredient. Culture. Chervil is an annual plant and should be sown in March, April, and May 
in drills about a quarter of an inch deep and nine inches apart. Cover lightly and press the soil firm with the foot. Rake evenly and give a gentle watering in dry weather. The leaves are fit for use when two to four inches high. Cut them off close. They will come up again and may be gathered in succession throughout the season. Chive Allium Schoenprassum Chivet French Benilange German Allium is a botanical generic name for all roots of the onion family to which this belongs. It is a British plant and is supposed to partake of the flavor of both the onion and the leek. Its principal use is for soups and salads. The fine rush-like leaves, and when they are three to four inches high, are ready for use. They grow again with surprising rapidity and are the earliest spring salad or seasoning. Culture. It is a hardy perennial bulb and once planted will continue to grow for many years in any soil. They make very good edgings for any compartment of the kitchen garden. Plant them in March or October a few inches apart and two inches deep. They will soon spread into a large bush and not suffer in the extreme cold. Corn Salad Fidea oliturea Feticus, or lamb's lettuce, is a native of Europe and cultivated extensively as a spring salad, but in France they frequently dress it like spinach. It is called lamb's lettuce from having it been in repute as an early feed for lambs. Every garden should have a patch of this palpable vegetable as it comes early in spring when even the sight of green is refreshing. Culture. Sow the seed from the 8th to the 20th of September in shallow drills one fourth inch deep and six inches apart. Cover lightly and if dry weather, tread or roll the ground to press the seed and soil together. It is an annual and requires to be sown every year. Hoe and keep clear of weeds. In November, cover slightly with straw. When wanted, the leaves should be picked and not cut. If the winter proves mild, it will be in use the whole season. If the seed is not fresh every year, it will frequently lie six months in the ground before it vegetates. It requires good, rich soil. On such, the flavor is greatly improved. Cress, Lepidium sativum. Curled or pepper cross takes its name from its warm spicy pungent flavor. It is very generally cultivated as an early salad. In Europe it is daily on the tables of the wealthy and can be grown fit for use on a warm hot bed in 48 hours. Culture. The seed should be always sown on very rich light ground that it may grow as rapidly as possible being cut while perfectly young and in a crisp state. It is fully ready when one inch high and is best when only once cut, though many allow it to get two or three inches high, cutting off only the tops and allowing it to grow for repeated cropping. To have it very early, sow in February on a gentle hot bed where the glass can be placed within a few inches of the soil. The sowings in the open ground begin about the end of March and should be continued every week for two months. Sow the seed very thick, either in drills or broadcast. Earth over very lightly, just enough to cover the seed, and press it even with the back of the spade. In dry weather, give occasional waterings. In cold nights, cover the ground with mats or straw to ward off any frost. When grown in hotbeds, give plenty of air during the day. A family can use from four ounces to a pound of seed. Cucumber, Cucumis sativus. 
The cucumber is a fruit of great antiquity, found wild in all warm countries, and is cultivated to an amazing extent all over the world, a surprising fact, when, contrasted with its nourishing qualities, few or none of our culinary vegetables have less nutriment, it being of a cold and watery nature, and, to persons of a weak and delicate constitution, very indigestive. When dressed with oil, vinegar, and pepper, it is freely used to cool the feelings and sharpen the appetite. Hence the common saying, I was cool as a cucumber. Of the many sorts in cultivation, we select the following as being dissimilar and worthy of culture, either for the frame or open air. Early short white prickly. Fruit from four to six inches long, of sea green color, with white spines forces very well and is grown extensively for the market. It does not get yellow too soon as the early short prickly, which is of the same size, of a dark green color with black spines. Long early frame. This is used both for forcing and open air culture. It grows from 6 to 10 inches long, a good bearer and a very excellent variety. Manchester prize. Dark green with black spines, an English variety of great excellence either as a fruit or abundant bearer, generally grown in the gardens of the wealthy about Philadelphia and is often seen in our exhibitions 20 inches to 2 feet long. Carrie Sorf's Long White Spine In size and form similar to the former, the spines or prickles are white, a good bearer. Long prickly grows about 10 inches long, dark green color, black prickles, a great bearer. This variety, with the first two named, are the most certain for general crops. The other long sorts are equally as crisp, if not more so, but they are not so plentiful bearers, neither do they produce seed in any quantity. If different sorts of cucumbers are grown contiguous to each other, they are certain to mix, and the seed from them will not produce the genuine variety. There are also white cucumbers, and white with black spines, but their taste is flatter and more insipid. Culture, and the open air is of the simplest character. Merely dig out a hole about a foot wide and deep, fill it with rich sandy soil, raise it above the surface about six inches. The hills should be six inches apart each way. Any time in May, sow a few seeds therein, and the result is certain. If the weather be warm, they will grow in a few days. If the nights are cold, protect them. There is frequently a little bug which preys upon the tender leaves. If so, soot and wood ashes sprinkled over them while wet with the dew will retard the progress of the depredator. As soon as the vines have made three rough leaves, nip the points off to make them branch out. They will fruit sooner by it. Three vines to one hill is quite enough. To have young fruit in February and March is rather a nice operation, but anyone who can command a few loads of warm horse manure can have them from April to October. That farmers in the country may have the article either for family use or for sale, a few hints may be in place. Forcing Cucumbers The first requisite is to obtain four feet square of warm stable manure. Turn it up into a heap for eight to ten days to allow the rank vapor to pass off when it may be placed into any form to suit a sash. The general size is four by six feet and three or four feet high at the back sloping to two and a half or three feet in front. Either make or have a frame of boards at least 15 inches deep 
three feet high and five feet long, or the full size of the sash. Let the dung bed be a foot all around larger than the frame. Should heavy rain or snow fall, or it be a severe frost, the manure should be protected with a covering of straw. Care, however, should always be taken that the reduction of the boat in the dung is not carried too far before making up the bed, as, when that is the case, too little heat will afterwards be produced, and the young plants will be of a yellow color instead of a rich green. The bed should be built square up and regularly beaten down with the fork. When finished, put on the frame and sash. Keep it closed for a day or two to draw up the heat. Air should then be admitted for a few days during the day by tilting up the sash at the back a few inches to allow the steam to pass off, which generally does in four to five days or less. Supposing the bed now in order, put in a quantity, three barrel loads, of light rich loam, none better than that from the surface of the woods. In two or three days the earth will be sufficiently warm for sowing the seeds. If the plants are to be removed into other frames, sow them into pocks. If not to be removed, sow them into a hill made in the center of the bed by placing one barrelful more of earth in it. Sow a few dozen seeds to meet contingencies or any extra supply in pots in case of dampening off, which frequently happens in cloudy winter weather. Cover the sash at night with straw mats or any similar protection and surround the bed with litter or boards to keep the piercing winds from carrying off the heat. The seed should be two or three years old. It is better than new seed, which goes more to vine than fruit. It will be up in 24 hours and in two or three days will grow into strong plants. During their growth, admit fresh air every day at the back. Give the young plants as much light as possible. When they have attained their third rough leaf, nip the point off the vine to cause it to branch. If the soil or the plants appear to be dry, give them water in the afternoon, which has been kept in the bed during the previous night, that it may be in a warm state. The plants succeed best when they are transplanted, and plant them deep enough for the earth to reach their seed leaves. As the plants grow, roots will protrude from their stems, to which earth may be drawn. The roots will also appear through the hill to which a further supply of fresh soil may be added. When the plants have grown and the sun is very warm, they may flag or droop. If so, sprinkle a few straws or a very thin mat on the glass right over them about midday. But it is best to grow them without this precaution, and it is unnecessary when they have sufficient moisture, heat, and depth of soil. The requisite temperature is from 65 to 75 degrees and from 75 degrees to 100 degrees by day. Experience can manage these affairs with sight and feeling, but the untutored require the age of a thermometer and a stick to poke into the dung bed to ascertain the internal heat of the material. When it begins to decline, give it a fresh lining of manure all around, of 18 inches in thickness and as high as to cover half of the frame. The vines, if well managed, will bloom within a month from the day of sowing. The male and female flowers are on the same plant, and art may render assistance by taking the male blossom and putting its center within the female, which is easily distinguished by having its base a form of a cucumber, half an inch long. After being impregnated, it will be fit to cut in two weeks. These operations may be begun and gone through any time from Christmas to March. To cultivate cucumbers extensively, all that is requisite is a preparation of manure, frames, and sash. 
Use the above described bed for growing the seedling plants, transplanting them into larger frames or pots, three plants being sufficient for each sash, and fifty to seventy fruit may be cut from each light. When the author was the gardener to the late Henry Pratt Esquire of Lemon Hill, near this city, he cut cucumbers in February, and had them for the table regularly until they could be obtained from the open ground. Cucumbers can also be cultivated under hand glasses. Dig out a pit early in April, 18 inches deep and wide, fill it with warm manure, and cover with 6 to 8 inches of rich light soil, in which sow the seed. Hand glasses are made of various sizes, but such are 18 inches square will be found the most useful. Admit air during sunshine as directed for frames, and if cold nights prevail, cover them with mats or litter of any kind. Cucumbers for pickling should be sown from the end of June to the 15th of July. Either the short prickly or long green is suitable for the purpose. There is also a small cluster of cucumber used by some for bottling or mixing with a finer sort of pickles. Where cucumbers are grown for family use, it is of great advantage to cover the ground with straw, which will keep the sun from parching the soil in hot, dry weather and prevent the blossoms and young fruit from being covered with soil during heavy rains. End of section 5b.